Welcome to This Old App, a podcast about learning, coding, smashing stuff together, breaking things apart, startups, failing, winning, and any other buzzwords we can think of. Hey, Don. Um, we're going to record. Despite my voice sounding like crap, I got a cold pretty bad. But I have travel coming up and other things are all over the place. And I have a business problem or a proposal approach strategy to a to a pro to a project that I want to throw by you before I do it. So, so, um, without going into details on subject matter too much, I am working on a side project with a business partner who has what I'll call enterprise level clients, companies that are making probably more than $10 million in their revenue for their business. And they need a specialized type of website for a certain faction of their business. They're different companies that have nothing in common, but because of their size in, in industry, they need a specialized type of website to handle certain things. So all you need to know is from the subject matter, it's it's business content that will be displayed on websites. We'll have a homepage, multiple content pages, and perhaps some feature pages that are like forms for people to fill out. Sure. So what we're doing is we're going to build a CMS product to satisfy those things. To satisfy right. those sites. <clears throat> and we've, we're going to have, let's say, six of these enterprise firms who are it's essentially departments that can't, they wouldn't be able to get the internal resources to build these things themselves. So my approach is not what, like, it's different than I think some people might do it. And I just want to get your thoughts because I think the traditional approach would be choose the CMS tool, get a design approved by the client. Once they approve the design, you install it into the CMS launch. And then the client immediately has a CMS capable site and the website that they wanted in the first place. Right. But we're not using, we're not going to use a like WordPress or Drupal. We've talked about this over CTO think, and we've talked about on this old app about the old full stack approaches. We're going to go more with a kind of custom CMS, um, not custom CMS, more of the jam stack. We're going that approach. Right. So my first approach is to, we're going to get a designer. We're going to design and does uh, basically design provided to take or first we're going to do discovery with the client, find out exactly what pages and content they need for their version of this type of site. We're going to give them a design that fits into like one of three themes. We're going to take their visual style guide for the company, incorporate that into the design. And we're going to get approval from the company on like, hey, this is what your site will look like. Homepage, internal page, feature, contact us page. 
and get them to approve that approach. And then we're going to build the first sites in basically a static HTML system. I'm not touching the CMS until I have a website that looks and works with static CMS like the client wants. Sure. And I've got six, by the way, I've got six months. Our budget is six months to do all this. And my goal is in the first two to three months to get the design done, design approval, change requests, and build the initial H static. And we're going to use like React or something for it. Um, <clears throat> to get the site ready at a beta level and the client can choose if they want to launch then without content management or wait for the CMS, which will take the next three months to build. But I feel like building the CMS without, like, we don't know how this whole project will go. <clears throat> we don't know anything about edge cases. We don't know how it's going to be working with these enterprise clients because we, because I haven't worked with enterprise folks before. Not at this level. I mean, I've kind of worked as part of a, you know, a firm that worked for cl enterprise clients. But <clears throat> what I, all I've known is that they three launch a curveballs. And right. so I, what I want to do is get design approval, build the, the site in a static way and get that site like this is what they wanted. And then I go back in and fill in the blanks of, okay, how do you let them edit this content um, like they need to be able to do by installing the Jamstack CMS approach as a backfill, like in reverse, so to speak. And that's kind of my strategy. And I wanted to throw, and then also we build in the deployment system, like, um, like how does the, uh, <clears throat> once a client edits content, how do we deploy, how do they, how do they preview, stage it, deploy production type of that pathway would be the next step. Um, now in the meantime, if a client has content changes they want, we'll do them for them. And well, it's going to be, that's not like the long-term strategy. We can't make money doing it that way. <clears throat> but the idea is by what I'm trying to do is pull design and edge cases and problems up front on the easiest build path, which is build a static site and then build the system to manage those cases, use cases in the next last three months. So that's my, that's my pitch to you. You're the, you're, you're the person outside looking in could say either I'm crazy or makes sense. Well, I think, I think this is one of those areas where using the static site generators and, and the static site CMSs and things like that, 
this is where it's going mm -hmm. now. Um, if you were to try and deploy that strategy using a Drupal or a WordPress, um, my, my, my response would be, but that means you're not thinking about content types and, yeah. and all the structure that you need on something like a WordPress or a Drupal. And that, that's, that's a recipe yeah. for a disaster yeah. really. Um, but I think going to these static site CMSs, it's perfect. It's exactly what you want to do. And that's why these came about is they allow you to go ahead and build the HTML, CSS, JavaScript, take it to the client and say, okay, here's, here's the look, here's the feel. Is this what you're looking for? Um, and, and we're oversimplifying yeah, this yeah. obviously. Um, but I, I do think with these generators, this is a perfectly fine okay. approach. Cause I, cause the, it's untraditional. And in a way, you could confuse the clients who are not used to this approach. Like we're basically saying, we're going to deliver you the end product you want because they because a client thinks more about what the paint of their website they get delivered. They don't think about the CMS. <clears throat> so I think it could confuse clients. That's what I'm. I'm kind of worried that it might confuse the clients. Like they won't get they won't get why we're doing it this way. And that's what I'm kind of, that's one thing I'm curious if you think the clients will be confused by it. Um, it, it, it kind of depends on how well educated they are. Um, what you're going to have to explain is the, the process for editing the content or adding new content before you go ahead and implement the, the CMS and what it'll be afterwards. So you're going to give them this HTML and all that. And you'll say, if you want any changes, you got to come to us and we'll, we'll put them in for X many hours, uh, X dollar yeah. hour, whatever you're going to do as far <clears throat> as the remuneration for it. And then you're going to say, but after we spend a little bit more time, you'll no longer have yeah. to come to us for content changes. And that's where this works for eternity as opposed to just being a, a short-term um, project to put together is if you allow us the extra time to go ahead and put the structure behind it that allows you to deal with the content, then you can deal yeah. with it on your terms. I, I think it's easily explainable, um, but it kind of does depend on the sophistication yeah. of the client. <clears throat> so what I'm going to basically... Now that you've told me I'm right, and I already thought I was, but now you've confirmed it for me. Um, <laughs> you, you don't need me to think that to tell you well, you're right. You already I think would, you're right. But you would definitely, you would, if you could poke holes and stuff, that would make me think, oh, I forgot about that. So that, I mean, that's that's why I was asking is where where am I wrong? Like where, if you were to guess right now, what do you think I'm thinking? Like what am I wrong about? I don't, I, I don't know that you are. I think, I think one, you've, you've kind of been in that Drupal WordPress world. So you're, you're, you're a little worried about content yeah. structure um, and, and dealing with design wholly on the front end and not structure to start with. But I can't imagine that your design is not going to be informed 
by the structure you see coming yeah. in the future. You're just not yeah. building it in right now. Um, so that's, that's number one. And, and two, it's just the client may get the website after three months, say this is perfect. We don't need to do any more. And, and it's going to be an effort if they get there to say, yeah, but you're going to end up paying us more to update your content on a regular basis than you would if you handled it yourself. That Those are the only downsides I can mm-hmm. see off the top of my head. Yeah, I mean, the clients want the ability to change their own content. Um I don't, th- what I don't think they want or need is the ability to necessarily create new pages and designs. Like they're not looking for, <clears throat> they're a, like on WordPress, a, a user could go in and create a brand new page. And I think our client, the clients for this will want to do that in the future, but not immediately. Cause we're going to nail 90% of what they want in the first launch. So that's where we'll have to get to. But I just don't, my gut tells me we'll know very early on, this is maybe perhaps a better thing. In the design process, we're going to learn about these folks and see what they're really like to work with. So we may need to fire them if they're not good clients in the first place. Like, hey, you are taking this in a different direction than this, this product needs to be. So that would be part of the test, but, um, based on the feedback I've gotten from the business partner with these clients, they all are not that demanding in the sense of the need, the need for this site is more function than form. And so they really just want something that works and fits in with the color scheme that their company has. Like if you were to go there, you wouldn't be like, Oh, this is, Acme Inc. and it looks like some other companies, um, kind of boilerplate thing. So, so we're trying to get sure. to a point where they approve the design early and we don't waste time on building the wrong thing. And that's really what I'm trying to, I guess, save up front. Okay. let me think what else on here. Cause I've got this little strategy document I put together. Um, Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing is how they want to categorize their content. So a menu, like knowing how the menu structure will work is a really big deal for most people. Um, Leaving in enough time for feedback loops. So they like, we show them our proposal. They like it. They want changes. We put those in. That feedback loop is fast and not like, oh, every two weeks we have a client kind of input. That's the kind of thing I'm always worried about the most. <clears throat> sure. But yeah, that's okay. So that's, I'm not, I'm not coming. Nothing I said sounds like, wow, you're really trying to make this harder than it needs to be. That's what I'm kind of worried about, I guess. No, I, I there, there are no red flags jumping out at me. Like you're, you're, you're building things the wrong way or, or anything that I'm like, why, why in the world would you do this? To me, this, this sounds without having experience at it. This sounds like this is potentially the new way to do, um, content under these new content engines. Now, again, (laughs) oversimplifying it because I, I, I don't want to say you, you, you can now just, 
do content management systems without planning your yeah. content. That's not what I'm saying. Um, but it it it, it de-emphasizes. Well, the, the it nice thing thing. about this, I already know, I've already seen plenty of examples of these types of sites, and I know that the content is not. There's not a lot of edge case crazy content. What I, I could I can see sure. features that clients will want in the future. And like we talked about Jamstack before, what I love about Next and Gatsby, because I'm looking at Next too. We haven't talked about Next. I haven't really experimented with Next too much yet. But you can have static pages that are driven by Markdown or driven by JSON. And then you can create a whole page that's like a true React application. And I'm like, that's amazing. That's awesome. Because then I can create these one-off add-ons. And when the when Gatsby does the build for each client, I can just say, this client gets this add-on, this client doesn't get this. And they can have full single page app functionality as a page on, of their site. Because I'm going to use the same build tool for all of them. So I just think that's awesome. Right. Like, instead of having to build modules like Drupal, add it to the database and make everything like part of the node structure. I truly can build custom applications per client where needed that can interact with the backend that's separate for each client. So yeah, right. this Jamstack stuff is pretty sweet, but or it looks pretty sweet. I'll have to be telling you about the problems that come up later on. <laughs> yeah <laughs> you'll you'll find them and it, 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 as far as i think you're proving the point is you you realize there are content content decisions that have to be made and content yeah. structure that has to exist but you're what you're saying is it's not complicated even if i was going down the wordpress yeah. drupal route I, I it would be fairly straightforward there wouldn't be a lot there so you've kind of already eliminated that concern um, when you chose to go this route yeah. instead of Drupal yep. WordPress. Okay. That feel uh, okay. Then I don't feel crazy pre presenting this to the business partner who is used to a more like waterfall approach to building software, um, which is what he did with his, uh, the other teams he's worked with. <clears throat> so, okay. I feel right. better about this. So, we still have some time to talk. I have a different app I want to talk to you about. All right. It's a cooking app. Have you ever okay. have you ever you tried sous vide cooking? I have not. I've I've read about it, but I have not tried it. So we like we just we had friends two to three years ago that brought on a camping trip, and I didn't really pay a ton of attention. What I did notice that the steaks that we cooked were awesome. And then I've been going to Starbucks. I drink coffee all the time and I get breakfast when I travel at Starbucks. And I've never tried the sous vide egg bites. But finally, I'm like, I need something with protein to get me through this meeting. And I bought two and they were amazing. They're also expensive as hell. They're like six bucks for these two egg bites. Right. And I'm like, somehow you got to be able to make these things yourself. And I go onto YouTube, which is my now my like learning center of choice. 
<clears throat> and there's tons of people that are showing you how to make sous vide egg, egg bites like Starbucks. And I made them this morning and even Megan was like, whoa, these are dang good. And I'm like, this tastes just like the egg bites I made at Starbucks. But the idea is you get a, 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 a bucket of water, so to speak, a big um, tub of water. And you put this device that warms the water up and circulates it. And it keeps it at a steady temperature because water is much easier than air to regulate the temperature and to sure. keep it uniform across the whole body of water. And so the idea is that you put your food items, your proteins or vegetables, I guess, in a airtight bag and let them cook in the bag like in the water to in the steady temperature for one to two hours. There are more if you want, but I think the idea is it's longer, slower cooking at a very uniform temperature, which means you can predict it very well. In my heart, my biggest problem with cooking has always been getting the right volume of wellness done. Like medium rare is how I like my steaks. But also getting that kind of charred thing on the for the outside. So with sous vide, you basically cook it to the. If you have steak, you cook it to the wellness you want, and then you go and put it on the skillet for two minutes on each side, a hot skillet, and get that charred effect after the fact. Which yeah. is when I grill, I put it on the the grill at high temperature on either side and then turn the temp down to try to get the wellness right. Right. And it's, it depends on how much I'm distracted by other people or if someone hands me whiskey while I'm doing it, but I can get inconsistency there. So we're trying the steak tonight, but like, it's one of those things where I, my mom has cooked for years <clears throat> and I told her about this and she's never heard of it. And I'm like, this is yet another example of a food technology that's been around a while and is just now hitting the mainstream in the last five years, I guess. Because the right. devices, apparently restaurants have been using these for years to get uniform like wellness for their meats. That's how they're able not to waste food by cooking things wrong, by using this type of system. But the, de the right. devices cost 500 bucks to a thousand bucks and we paid 80 for this thing. It's the Nova, the Innova, what do you call it? Um, Nano, <clears throat> the Innova Nano. The other one's like a jewel. Everyone calls it the name of it's a jewel. <clears throat> and so it's interesting. So the eggs took, I don't know, a, a half hour to make like, People can make these same type of egg bites in a muffin tin in their oven. People have been making them in their Instapots or Crock-Pots. <clears throat> but this is the most consistent egg bite, like the consistency of this egg bite. Nailed the Starbucks ones on the first try using a recipe. And I'm like, sure. it all has to do with when you... If you take the thickness of the meat or the consistency of the mixture and put it in that water bath for a set amount of time, 
you will get the same results. Like I think altitude may be the only thing that would change it is my guess. But I don't have to worry about that. I like living near where I do in KC. <clears throat> so it's just interesting, but it's hard to explain until someone else has used it or had food with it before. But I, so, so is that, is there an app that was going to come out of this that you wanted to talk about? No, you just want to that is the app. It does have an app. Oh, okay. It's a tech, <laughs> it's technology. Is it, is a new, okay. No, oh, that's yeah, cool. yeah. we're just, I'm just BSing about a new technology. Um, this, this has an app with it, of course, that connects my phone to the device to set the timer and the temperature. And I've got to re- like incorporate recipes. How much I need that? I don't know. Like you could, you could best, you could put like, I guess you could, you could go away for out. Like if you were to put stakes in drive for away from your house, cause it's not really a, a fire risk. <clears throat> you could then control it from your phone. For the, I think the jewels and the more expensive Anovas have Wi-Fi access um, or internet access, but I just don't. I don't think I'm going to care that much about that myself. Um, but people can do that. I think what's I think what I find most cool about it is that it's a. I'm able to take this new technology go on to YouTube and see all of the influencers that have quality videos about how to get started, the technology reviews, here's a recipe, watch me do the recipe. Now I go and try it and it's, it worked. Like I've started like the learning factor for technology coupled with the online tutorials is just another thing of like, dang, we have a ton of power at our hands now that before it would have taken me out to read a book and somehow map what's being written in the book or the like Ikea um, type of diagram to learn how to use this thing. But, but I yeah. can watch these people who for the most part are not like, people think of influencers as these video game kids and people that want to be models on Instagram. It's like, no, there are some people that are really just positive about, I like to cook this way. I like to do this hobby. I'll show you how to do it. And I just, it's just one of those things of, we live in a pretty cool time around applications and technology. And so the next step is to know if I don't, if I can make this steak tonight and I'm not telling you about how bad I failed at it on the next episode, but I feel confident <laughs> having done the eggs and I'm like, I think I can do the steak thing. Right. Well, and, and the cooking is one of those areas that, that this, this world we live in has, has really improved. Right. To, to, because cooking, cooking does take a, a good amount of knowledge. Um, and, and, and a, and a little bit of, um, for lack of a better term, a little bit yeah. of bravery um, that that you're willing to to just try something, and if it doesn't work out, you either eat it and don't enjoy it, or you throw it out and go out yeah. and get something. Um, but uh, 20 years ago, if you wanted to try something, it was okay. I just bought this new cookbook, or I went to the library and looked at this cookbook, and we're going to try and replicate it. 
Um, whereas you're right, the videos, um, I'm, I, I know you've seen the, the tasty yeah. videos and the other, the other t- videos that oh, we call them mesmerizing videos on Facebook because you you're scrolling down Facebook and all of a sudden they're making this interesting thing on a tasty video and you end up watching it for two, three minutes because it actually yeah. looks good. So it, it, it makes you feel empowered that you can go and do that, that same thing. And, and cooking is one of those things that everybody's got to do it at some point. So this is one of those, te- this is one of those places where technology has made a major impact, not only in the videos, but in making all these tools that commercial kitchens use yeah. more affordable. Now I'm not going to sit there and say that everybody should go out and get a sous vide. Yeah. No, but that they, they are certainly more affordable than they were. Well, I think the thing about this particular technology related to cooking is more than anything else. I hate the failure part. I mean, that has to do with anything in technology, right? But the thing that frustrates people the most about any coding mm-hmm. or hobbies is the failure rate. And when the nice thing about this approach is it feels like this approach to cooking reduces that failure rate, which is why Instapot's so familiar or or so popular because I don't even have an Instapot, but I know why people like it because I've done crock pot cooking. It's like you basically just throw everything. You don't really have to do much from a prep standpoint or precision standpoint. Dump it all in there, turn it on, wait, like go, go off and do your thing. Come back eight hours later, you're pretty much done. And that's why Instapot is, except it's faster because of the pressure, I guess. And it's the same idea with this sous vide thing is you're able to do, like get stuff prepared the way you want it without too much worry that you're going to screw it up. Which is every time I cook on the grill, I'm like trying to balance out the smoke of the, the, the heat of the charcoal, the wood chips and all that. And I'm not saying I'm going to kick all that to the corner because in the summer, there's nothing like better than cooking on the grill with wood chips and hickory smoke and stuff. But this is right. just an interesting, for whatever reason, I avoided this for a while. And now I'm just like, oh, man, I could have been doing this. This is easier than I thought. So I thought I'd bring that up because I thought it was cool. Yeah, no, it's cool. But then my mom's like, well, now you have to cook for us when I visit, when they visit. I'm like, oh, that's true. So, (laughs) so it better be easy because I know I got to show more examples of it. Yeah. Now you got to do it. (laughs) All right. That's all I got today. My voice is, I've extended my voice longer than it can go. That sounds good. All right. We'll talk again soon. Cool, man. Thanks for listening to this old app. Show notes and previous episodes can be found on our website at www.thisoldapp.online. Reviews on Apple iTunes are always appreciated and help promote the show. For questions, comments, or things you would like to hear on future shows, please email us at hello at thisoldapp.online. Show music is Guns Blazing by Fab Claxton, licensed by Pond5. Voice over work by makingvoices.com. You'll hear from us soon. <laughs>